0: Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew, Bible teacher and pastor of Grace Valley Christian Center, located in Davis, California. Today, Pastor Matthew will continue on in the Bible series from the book of Isaiah with this message entitled, Jesus Sets Us Free. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Isaiah, chapter 61. Now, here is our teacher, Pastor P.G. Matthew. Heavenly Father, we look all around us. And we find no savior. Nobody cares for us. Nobody can help us. Therefore, O God, we look up. We look up to you. And we praise you for your promise that if two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. So we believe that you are with us and you are our savior you care for us you never forget us you never leave us you never forsake us therefore O God have mercy upon us may everyone find a blessing in your presence may every need be met by you You are the Messiah, you are the Apostle, you are the one sent by the Father to preach good news to the poor, to comfort those who are mourning, O God, may your people look to you, trust in you and may they be healed and saved, comforted, strengthened, encouraged guided, that we may go out with joy, for we pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Now this is a a purpose-driven church, and the purpose is uh, found in the first question of the Westminster Catechism, Shorter Catechism, question number one. And it says, What is the chief end of man? And the answer is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. The Westminster Divines got that answer from the book of Isaiah. And chapter 61 says, For the display of His glory, His splendor. And the same is stated in Isaiah 60, verse 21. Now, so we use a book to drive home this purpose. It is written by the Holy Ghost. And I've been using this book for many, many years. I still use this book. And so I want you to understand this is not a church without any purpose. We have a purpose, and that is to glorify God. So let us turn to Isaiah 61, and there we are introduced to a mystery savior, a mystery savior. That's point number one. Point number two, those whom he save will serve him. And the third one is... Those whom he saves will sing. So here then, we go straight into the message. and Pay attention to it. Because he's going to help you. This mystery savior is going to save you. That's his business. You are brought here by him. You never come to this church unless the spirit of God draws you. And not only that, the Bible says faith comes by how? Hearing. Hearing Hearing what? Hearing the gospel preached. So the mystery man, the Savior. In Isaiah 61, some unnamed person is speaking to us. Did you notice that? He says in effect, me, me, me. That's what he says. Me, me, me. He speaks with authority. He speaks in the first person. He claims to be anointed of the sovereign Lord of the universe. He claims to be an apostle of the Heavenly Father. He claims that the Holy Spirit is upon him, empowering him. Enabling him, helping him to do everything he is supposed to do. He claims to be the Messiah. And he describes his sevenfold task. Messianic task. To be performed in our lives in behalf of God. So he is the Messiah. He is the apostle. He is savior. Savior. Yet he is not named. Of course we were told of a Messiah in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 and 2. Who is to be the son of David. And we are told he is the child born, a son given. He is to be the mighty God. We were also told of a servant who is a Messiah. Messiah. There are four servant passages. Isaiah 42, 1 through 9. 49, 1 through 9. 50, verse 4 through 9. And 52, verse 13 through 53, verse 12. But then I would say there is a fifth one. And which is here in Isaiah 61. This Messiah this son of David this mighty God this suffering servant has a task to perform and it has been announced before so let's take a look at the task chapter 42 of Isaiah that is a servant passage in verse 7 we are told that this servant's purpose is to open eyes that are blind to free captives from prison and to release from the dungeon those who sit in darkness turn to chapter 49 and verse 9 and here we are told to say to the captives come out to those in darkness be free that's the task of this Messiah. Turn to chapter 50 and verse 4. The Sovereign Lord has given me an instructed tongue, an educated tongue. You see that tells you Christians should be instructed, educated rather than emotionally because the Messiah was given an instructed tongue To know the word that sustains the weary. So his purpose is to sustain the weary. And no wonder he said come unto me. All those who are weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest. And turn to chapter 53. Verse 4 and 5. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God. Smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. And now, we hear one speaking in Isaiah 61, and says, Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me. See, that's the first me. Because Lord has anointed me that's the second me to preach good news to the poor he has sent me that's the third one me, me, me to bind up the broken heart that is to heal the broken hearted. to proclaim freedom for the captives and so on so I am saying he is the Messiah Messiah simply is the Hebrew word to mean the anointed one the Greek is Christos an anointing is Chrisma. Okay. So he is the Messiah. He is the David King. He is the mighty God. He is the suffering servant. He is the apostle. And he defines his sevenfold task. First, it says to preach good news to the poor. Good news, not good news and bad news, that's human beings, you know, I have good news and what? And I would tell him, forget about the bad news, give me the good news. Good news is news that gladden your heart. Imagine Sarah, 90 years of age and now pregnant. That was good news, Hannah, who was barren, but God heard her prayer and she was pregnant. That's good news. Imagine in Genesis 22 Isaac was placed on the altar and then God says don't do it and he sees a ram a substitute. What a great joy that there has been given what? A substitute to die in the place of Isaac. So good news is News that gladdened your heart. You asked that girl whether she would like to marry you, and she said, What? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, she said, Yes, that's good news. And you applied to Harvard and you got the letter, and you got admitted. That's good news. You went to the doctor for a checkup, and he said, Everything is all right. That's what? Good news. So here, first job of him is to preach good news. In fact, in Hebrew text, he is anointed for this particular task alone. That is the only object. And he is sent for the rest of the work he must do. Secondly, to heal the broken heart. Third, to announce liberty to the captives. Fourth, to announce the favorable year of the Lord and the day of the vengeance of God. Number five, to comfort all who mourn. Number six, it is Pastor Matthew's translation of the Hebrew text. To give dignity, authority to those who mourn in Zion. And number seven, to give to them a crown of beauty instead of ashes the oil of joy instead of tears of weeping, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair and we also discover from Isaiah 52 and verse 53 this suffering servant was despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and familiar with sufferings we discover that he suffered for our sorrows for our transgressions for our iniquity for our sins we discover that his punishment by God brought us peace shalom and healing. We discover that this Messiah servant died for our sins. He was buried and he was raised from the dead. We learn from Isaiah 53 that he is our mediator. The go-between the holy God and sinful man. He is called the righteous servant. That means he was sinless. Who by his knowledge will justify many people. We also learned that he has offspring. The people of God whom he justifies. And for whom he suffered and died. They are his offspring. Yet, we needed to wait many centuries to find out the name of this mystery Savior, the Messiah servant who appears in this chapter. Then one day, Jesus, as his custom was, we are told, went into the synagogue of Nazareth. In the synagogue service, They read a portion from the law that is from the Pentateuch in Hebrew and then translate it into Aramaic, which was the common language of the people at the time. They also read a portion from the prophets. And then they translate it into Aramaic. So in a synagogue service, there was great freedom. The ruler of the synagogue can ask a qualified visitor to read a portion of scripture and give a brief exhortation. So on this day, the ruler asked Jesus to read a portion from the prophets. And he unrolled the Isaiah scroll and he read from this chapter. And you will find that in Luke 4 17 through 21. And he stood up and he read and he sat down, and then the surprise, the surprise announcement. And what was it? Today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. What does this mean, this meant that the speaker, the mystery person of Isaiah 61 is none other than Jesus, the son of Mary, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Jesus is the Davidic king, he is the Messiah, he is the mighty God, Jesus is the righteous servant, the sinless man, Jesus is the suffering servant, Jesus is the one who would die for our sins and be buried and be raised again, Jesus is the mediator, Jesus is the covenant keeper, Jesus the one who justifies many by his knowledge. The many he justifies are his offspring. Yes, Jesus is the preacher of good news. Jesus is the one who is the healer of all broken hearts. He is the announcer of liberty to captives. And he is the comforter of all who mourn in Zion. And he is the giver of dignity and authority to his people. And he is the one who gives us a crown of beauty instead of a head full of ashes because of great sorrow. He is the one who gives us oil of joy in place of tears of mourning. And he gives us, he clothes us, He covers us in garment of praise. Instead of a spirit of despair. This Messiah servant, Jesus, is powerful to save. Because he told us the Holy Spirit is upon him. And we are told by St. John, the Holy Spirit was given to him without measure. He is a mighty savior. The spirit is upon him. He therefore accomplished salvation for us in his suffering. And this salvation is applied to all those who are characterized by certain characteristics. And let's take a look at it. The good news is preached to whom? To the poor not to the rich. He heals whom? The broken hearted. He sets whom free captives. That is those who know they are poor, those who know they are broken hearted, those who know they are captives, those who know that there is no one else is able to help him and save him. He sets whom free? The prisoners and they know they are prisoners. He comforts the mourning, the weeping people, and the grieving people. He gives a crown of beauty who are suffering with intense sorrow, who have torn their clothes and put ashes on their heads and sitting down in ashes. And he saves those who are in despair, those who are full of shame and disgrace, look at verse 7, so the question is who are these people whom the Messiah servant Jesus, savior will help? They are the economically deprived, yes, they are economically poor. They are the socially despised and oppressed. To whom there was no justice. They are the hopeless. They are the sick. They are the lonely. They are the sinners who know they are sinners. They are the prostitutes, the publicans they are. They are the prodigals. They are the weary. They are the demon-possessed. They are the heavy laden. They are those who are aware of their lost condition. And look to God alone for help. Let's look at them. Isaiah 57. Take a look at these poor people, the weeping people, the broken hearted people. Uh, Isaiah 57, verse 15. For this is what the high and lofty one says, the transcendent God, he who lives forever, whose name is holy, but he is also immanent God, as we found out. I live in a high and holy place, but also I live with him who is arrogant, proud, rich, comfortable. Controlling? No, I live in a high and holy place, but also with him who is contrite and lowly in spirit to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Turn with me to Isaiah 66 and verse 2. Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. This is the one I esteem. He who is humble and contrite in spirit and trembles at my word. You see, that is the idea. The poor, the broken hearted, the captives. We are told in Isaiah 1 verse 27 that God will save those who are penitent. And we are told in Isaiah 59 verse 20. Let me read it to you. The Redeemer will come to Zion to those in Jacob who repent of their sins. They are the thirsty. They are the repenting. They are the humble. They are the broken hearted. They are the ones who cannot find any help in any one. As we read in the Psalms, nobody is there to help. So they wait on God, look for God to come. They are the thirsty, they are the hungry for God. They are those who eagerly repent. Turn to Isaiah 55 and verse 6 and 7 you see that word repent and sin, these words are not, whatever happened to these words? hmm? the Bible is full of these things so here it is Isaiah 55 which speaks about a great grand feast that is available for us but only for those who repent, here it is, seek the Lord while he may be found Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way. And the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord. And he will have mercy on him. And to our God. For he will abundantly. Freely pardon. We have a mighty savior. We have an anointed savior. We have a. He is able to save any sinner. Who repents. He has come in Jesus. The Savior has come in Jesus. And Jesus inaugurated the acceptable year of the Lord. It is called the year of Jubilee. It is called the year of a ram's horn sounding. Every 50th year, the ram's horn was sounded on the Day of Atonement. Announcing to all slaves. Announcing to all debtors. Announcing to all who lost their ancestral land and properties. The announcement is saying this. Slave, this is the year of Jubilee. This is the year of grace. This is the acceptable year of the Lord. You are free. All debtors, this is the year of God's mercy and favor. All debts are canceled. And those who lost your family estate, this is the year of Jubilee. This is the year of celebration, because this is the year of God's grace and mercy. You can go back to that property. It is yours now. You can go back and possess your inheritance once again. When the ram's horn sounded and ushered in the acceptable ear of the Lord, the ear of God's favor and compassion, Let me tell you, there was great rejoicing in the land. This is good news. There was great singing, shouting. There was great dancing in the street. There was great thanksgiving to God. They said, no more poverty, no more disgrace, no more misery, no more shame. No more loneliness. No more fear. No more depression. The year of the Lord has come. They experience divine shalom. Even so, Jesus announces the year of Jubilee. He preaches good news. That gladdens your heart. No bad news added to it. He heals the broken heart. Turn with me to Isaiah chapter 1 and verse 6. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 6. From the sole of your foot to the top of your head there is no soundness. Only wounds and welts and open sores, Not cleansed or what? Pandaged or soothed with oil. But here the opposite. The good news is the work of the Messiah is to bandage the wounds of his people. He gives personal attention like the good Samaritan gave to the person who was on the road beaten up and thrown out. Our Messiah gives you personal attention. He knows your wounds and he knows your hurts. And he pours upon your wounds. Not wine, but his own blood. And he bandages it. And he heals it by his stripes. We are healed. He proclaims freedom to captives. All captives. He comforts all who mourn. In fact, this section began with chapter 40, which says, Comfort ye, comfort ye, my people. You are to comfort my people. But we read in the psalm, there is no one who is able to comfort his people. Isn't that true? So, turn to Isaiah 52, verse 9 there is a clear statement who is competent to comfort, to heal, to soothe to encourage, to save his people Isaiah 52 verse 9 burst into songs of joy together you ruins of Jerusalem speaking about God's people for the Lord has comforted his people He has redeemed Jerusalem. You see the comfort comes from the Lord. Comfort comes from the Messiah who died on the cross for us. And He gives personal attention. He knows every problem that you have. He sees all things with one view. He understands your thoughts before you think and he knows this morning all your problems he gives us dignity and authority he gives us notice best in place of worst take a look at take a look at verse 3 to bestow them a crown of beauty what? in place of ashes the idea is somebody full of sorrow Sitting down in the dust with ashes on the head expressing the sorrow. Hallelujah. He comes and removes all ashes. And in his place he gives a crown of beauty. Best for the worst. Oil of gladness. Oil of joy. In place of what? Tears of weeping. Best for the worst. And what? A garment of praise instead of a spirit of deep despair only this Messiah this Jesus this servant can do this this Messiah alone can do it now we are told in chapter 60 verse 17 if you read it he gives best in place of better and, and if you read chapter 3 beginning with verse 24 he gives worst in place of best. But all that is now changed. You go home and read it. He gives you now what? Best in place of worst that you have deserved. He gives reconciliation in place of alienation. He gives eternal life in place of eternal death. He gives justification in place of condemnation there is now therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus hallelujah why how can you do this let me tell you he not only a preacher he is not only a preacher of good news he is good news he not only announces the fact That you can be healed. But he effects what he announces. He heals the sick. He raises the dead. And he saves the lost. That's the difference between Jesus and us preachers. We are only the voice. We announce. But he performs. He is able to give you life in place of death. Because he destroyed death and sorrow. Turn to Isaiah 25. It was announced long ago. Isaiah 25 beginning with verse 7. On this mountain he will destroy the shroud that enfolds. Notice all peoples all have sinned and therefore all die. The sheet that covers all nations. So when God looks upon the whole world, what you see is death, from end to end, death. People are dying left and right, and we all die. And the reason for it, we are sinners. The sheet that covers all nations, but notice, there is an amazing statement. He will, what, swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. And he will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. And there is a signature. The Lord has spoken. So he is not only the preacher. But he is the one who gives life to the dead. How come he is able to do it? He destroyed death by his death. And that's what we read in Isaiah 53. Let's turn to Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2 beginning with verse 14. Speaking about the significance of the incarnation. Since the children have flesh and blood he too shared in their humanity. So that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death. That is the devil. Or turn to Second Timothy, if you can find it, uh, chapter 1. Chapter 1, I will read from verse 9 and 10. Who has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his purpose, his own purpose and grace. This grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time but it has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior that's the first coming of Christ Savior Christ Jesus what did he do who has destroyed death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel he is able to give us life because he destroyed death by his death And so let's turn to 1 Corinthians and let let me read it to you, this amazing triumphant from the minds of St. Paul, from the mind of St. Paul, beginning with verse 24. Jesus Christ not only that he has prepared a feast for us and you could read it in chapter 25 verse 6 and also Isaiah 55 and now he invites all people to come to this feast the invitation for this salvation this freedom this new dignity this healing This grand feast is going out to all the poor and needy. All the captives, all the lonely, all the oppressed, all the suffering. All those who are in despair, all sinners who are penitent. The invitation is coming to you. All the poor, the crippled, the blind, the lame, every needy person come to the feast. Feast with God. How? Clothed in the robe of righteousness of the Messiah servant. Turn to Isaiah chapter 61 verse 10. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. And covered me in a robe of what? Righteousness. Hallelujah. You see, the penultimate purpose of God is what? To make us holy. To deal with sin problem. To give us righteousness. And what's the ultimate purpose? That we may behold the glory of God. That we may have fellowship with God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation. And covered me in a robe of righteousness. This is what this Messiah Savior has done. Jesus has done. This salvation is achieved by the righteousness of Christ. Salvation is always by good works. So that it may be by grace. Whose good works? Jesus Christ good works. He kept the covenant works so that he can now establish a covenant of grace and extend it to you that salvation is given to you free to the poor to the wretched to the miserable to the lost to the sinners to the guilty this salvation is achieved by the righteousness of Christ he, he has given us his own righteousness in place of our shame our disgrace our guilt We are told in Romans, for in the gospel, a righteousness from God is revealed. In the gospel, in the good news, a righteousness from God is revealed. The idea there is the justice of God is satisfied by the punishment that the Messiah servant received in his body. He fulfilled the covenant of works. That a covenant of grace can be established and extended to every one of you. That God may be just in justifying wicked sinners like us. So the captivity we are speaking about is not just captivity to Babylon. And therefore freedom from Babylon. But freedom from Babylonian captivity is pointing to a greater captivity that we experience. What is it? Captivity to sin and Satan. Cyrus is called the Messiah. Chapter 45 verse 1. Cyrus permitted his people to go into Jerusalem. But he cannot save us from our sin and our death and our degradation and our condemnation there is another messiah Jesus Christ the son of God the mighty God the righteous one he is able to declare freedom from sin and guilt and death let's turn and understand this thing and John chapter 8 Jesus understood this very clearly John Eight. Let me read from verse 31. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Verse 33, then they answered him, we are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied. Here is, the, here is the key to understand. Isaiah 61. I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free. You are free indeed. You see that. Liberation. Is the Responsibility. And the ability of the Messiah. So let's turn to Luke chapter 13 and let me read to you a woman who was bound by Satan and he she became bent over for eighteen years. Let's see how Jesus looked at this person. Beginning with verse ten. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. And verse 12, when Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. They were indignant of course the Jewish people In verse 15 the Lord answered you hypocrites Doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey and so on Verse 16 then should not this woman a daughter of Abraham Whom Satan has kept bound for 18 years Be set free on the Sabbath day from what bounder see there is only one man who can set you free so turn to the book of Acts chapter 10 let me read to you what Jesus did he fulfilled Isaiah 61 Acts 10 and verse 38 how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing Good and healing all who were under the power of the devil. Because God was with him. So look at in the New Testament. He gives living water to the Samaritan sinful woman. He forgives the woman caught in the very act of adultery. He tells a town harlot. Your sins are forgiven you. He hears the prayer of the publican Lord have mercy upon me the sinner and he sends him home how justified he hears the prayer of the repenting thief on the cross and he tells him today you'll be with me in paradise he welcomes a prodigal who repents of his sins he forgives him He hugs him, he kisses him, he clothes him, he puts a ring on his finger, he puts shoes on his feet, he prepares a feast in celebration of his homecoming. Then he says, for this my son was lost, he is found, but this my son was dead, but he is alive. He casts out thousands of demons from a man and sends him to Decapolis to preach the gospel. He stops to heal the praying blind Bartimaeus. Jesus is the anointed one. He is the apostle. He is the Messiah. He is the Savior. He is the mighty God. Hallelujah! (laughs) He can do something for you, you see. Turn with me to Matthew 11, where Jesus was aware of his ministry and of this Isaiah 61. Let me read from verse 4 and 5. Jesus replied, go back and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, those who have leprosy are cured. The deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the good news, what? Is preached to the poor. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, friends, he did not come for the healthy. He did not come for the righteous, the powerful and the wise and the comfortable and the controlling. He came to seek and save that which is lost. He came to heal the sick. He came to save sinners. He cries out today, through my preaching, through my voice, He cries out to you. I am the Messiah. I am the apostle. Sent by the sovereign God. I am the servant who worked righteousness and accomplished salvation. I am the one who destroyed death for you by my own death. I am the one who has prepared a grand, great feast for you hungry and thirsty. Jesus cries out today to you saying today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears remember what the writer to the Hebrews told us today if you hear his voice harden not your heart as in the day of rebellion that is today if you hear his voice of the gospel repent and believe and be saved that's what it says Today, Jesus Christ cries out to you, poor, miserable, restless sinners, people who are mourning and weeping, and people in prison, people who are captives, people without comfort and hope, people who are sick and lonely. He cries out to you, come unto me. Those who are what? weary and heavy laden I will give you rest I said he not only preaches the gospel he is the good news he announces that he is able to perform I am just the voice but Jesus alone is the savior he is life and he gives life If the son sets you free, tell me, you are free indeed. He not only let a slave go free, but he adopts him into God's family. That's what it means, free indeed, that you are no longer a slave, but you are a son. And if you are sons, then heirs, heirs of God, joined heirs with Christ. Let's take a minute to apply this message. Jesus inaugurated the acceptable year of the Lord. The year of mercy, year of grace, year of God's favor. And it has been going on for all these years. Isn't that true? And if you are in a prison, if you are a captive, if you are weeping, if you are mourning, if you are full of sorrows, if you are lonely, if you are a sinner, if you are penitent, (laughs) if you repent. See, the good news is to the poor, to those who mourn, he will save you today he will heal you today he will repair you today he will do what is necessary (laughs) for your salvation he says he knows you personally he knows your aches and pains personally and he has the medicine to apply to our wounds and make us whole the year of the Lord has been going on until today and you may think it will go on and on It may happen, but let me tell you, you must die. And there is no certainty that you will not die today. The other thing is, the Spirit of God is not going to deal with you like this every day. There are kairos, opportune times, when the Spirit deals with you. There is Kronos and there is Kairos. Kairos is that period when God deals with you personally, particularly. And that's today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Today, let me ask you a question. Did you hear the gospel today? Yes. Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. Today is your acceptable ear of the Lord today turn to him to the Lord Jesus Christ who is the Messiah he is the savior he is the only one who can save you from whatever your problem is those with problems whatever it is if you trust in God let him know that you trust in him Trust in Him. Trust in His promise. He will set you free. Hallelujah. He will give you a crown of beauty in place of ashes. Oil of joy in place of tears. And a garment. Oh, a beautiful garment of praise. Instead of that miserable spirit of despair. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that you perform your saving wonders. You are the Savior. You are the healer. You are the reconciler. You are the mediator. You are our atonement. You are our life. You are our hope. Liberate every person from every bondage. Set that person free. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. You have been listening to Grace and Glory Audio, presenting this message from the Bible series on the book of Isaiah. Come back soon for more Bible teaching from Pastor P.G. Matthew.